What's up? It's the Ube Island Podcast. This is episode number 15. Uh, it should be a short episode. I'm not going to talk about anything else other than the NBA. Not saying that nothing else happened. There is actually some stuff that went down. And I'm choosing not to talk about it. <laughs> but, yeah. Let's start with our Sixers recap. We went on a road trip. Our West Coast road trip starting this week and our first game was against the Warriors and it was in San Francisco and I was supposed to be there but of course due to COVID and all that I'm not able to go to the game this year and sucks because I really wanted to see the team especially Benson I miss those guys but (laughs) yeah so this game was pretty familiar uh we started off amazingly we were playing excellent on offense and our defense was spectacular. But then in the second half, we had another terrible third quarter. And we gave up a nice little 20-point lead to the Warriors. And keep in mind, the Warriors don't have Stephen Curry, Klay Thompson. Uh, Draymond Green played, but, you know, not the same thing. But either way, we let the, these Warriors come back on us by 20 points. And they actually took the lead. And that was unfortunate. And I was going to lose my marbles, to say <laughs> But we actually came back and we closed it out in the end in the fourth quarter. But something tells me that if Stephen Curry played in that game, we probably would have lost. <laughs> and that would have been unfortunate. Us, uh, we didn't have Seth Curry in, in this game, of course. And then Joel Embiid, of course, is hurt. But still, that doesn't excuse, like, just playing awful. And our bench, which has been spectacular since Joel Embiid's absence, actually played really, really awful. <laughs> in that third quarter and I was just looking around like who's gonna score the ball because <laughs> all we have is Shake Milton of course that could score and there's nobody <laughs> and there's nobody else that can score the ball like Matisse Thibault's not gonna make it Dwight Howard you know everybody else it was pretty bad but in the end it was a combo of you know Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons and then the great Tony Bradley as well were excellent at the end and we pulled out the win in in San Francisco (laughs) not Oakland and they were wearing their Oakland jerseys which is still pretty weird to me considering that it's San Francisco but you know I don't think they they didn't want to piss off their Oakland fan base any even more than they already have you know by moving to San Francisco so I guess like (laughs) they can enjoy the Warriors Warriors wearing Oakland jerseys (laughs) <laughs> I am gonna miss the the uh the the tree or the tree logo that they wore. It's one of my favorite jerseys that the Warriors wear. And yeah, they're not gonna wear that anymore. Then we went down south and we went to LA to play the Lakers. And of course the Lakers do not have LeBron, they do not have Anthony Davis, but they still got good players, you know, Montrez Harrell, uh Kuzma Shooter, more. Oh, I forgot. I already forgot. But the big deal, big occasion that happened was uh, Danny Green and Dwight Howard got their rings from their their help for the Lakers, helping LeBron, of course, win that championship. <laughs> and that was cool. But the but the biggest thing that happened in the Lakers game was none other than Paul Reed, Paul, aka the G League Rookie of the Year, G League MVP. He actually got some time in the first quarter 
playing playing some solid minutes like he looked good like and to put in the context like how big of a deal this is for uh paul reed earlier this season i mean he was basically just a garbage time player i mean he would get in like what like when the game was really really over (laughs) you probably play like the final 30 seconds of the game or something like that side note that's where the whole mud mud thing came from like he was (laughs) he was in that role and he tweeted out like time to get out of the mud or something like that again (laughs) and thus began the process like he went to the g league and he tore it up he was absolutely phenomenal putting up like lebron-esque numbers like 20 point 25 plus points a game the rebounds assists and doing everything from threes and dunks and everything he was looking phenomenal <laughs> and he he and uh, isaiah joe were leading the delaware blue coats all the way to the finals but i think we lost that game but who cares <laughs> i i did want us to win though but i mean i, I don't really care too much about the g league but his performance in the G League earned him the MVP of the entire league, not just not just for rookies, like the MVP of everybody. And he got the Rookie of the Year in the G League, and that was phenomenal. And yeah, we took note of that, and <laughs> he came back to the team with new confidence, new a new skill set, uh, looking good. And now he got some time in the Lakers game. He was playing in the first quarter. He looked good. He didn't look lost. He looked like somebody with experience. And that's that really shows how we could work hard and stuff like that. But also that the G League is just such a really good league for people to like develop. You know, it's a good development league. And I think it's a solid choice for people coming out of high school. But yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> Other thing that happened in that Lakers game, uh, lastly, uh, Danny Green actually went off. We were, we were going to lose the game again. <laughs> Thanks to the Lakers making a small little comeback at the end like they did last time. But, you know, Tobias Harris, he did his thing. But it was Danny Green who hit corner three after corner three to win the game. And I think his last dagger three was from the corner as well. <laughs> i never seen such a money shot in my life. But I swear I haven't seen Danny Green miss a three in so long. But, yeah, killed them. And we beat the Lakers, so 2-0. We had the Clippers yesterday. And... This team was at full strength, I think. They had Paul George, uh, Kawhi Leonard was there, everybody was there. Patrick Beverly was injured, though, but they had this dude named Terrence Mann who who looks incredible. (laughs) He kind of looks like Tyrese Maxey with the dreads, but he plays a lot better. (laughs) I think he's like a second-year player or something, but I think he had a light 21 points, had like a dunk, and he was extremely efficient, and... If he continues to play like that, then the Clippers are a really solid threat. But yeah, it was uh, Doc Rivers' uh, return to L.A. or the Clippers at least. And of course, I I don't know if they did like a a tribute, but it didn't matter because there's no fans there anyway. But yeah, they were just talking about how he, he really did change the Clippers franchise. And he played a big part in really changing the image of that team from being just like the Lakers shadow to like a solid solid NBA team and he you remember Lop City and all that and of course like the bubble didn't end up too well but the Clippers were a legit team and they had 
and they're a legit franchise that competed every year and unfortunately it didn't work out but yeah even though it didn't work out i mean doc Rivers still deserves his props and i saw that they at least mentioned it i guess <laughs> but yeah we got spanked in this game <laughs> i mean it wasn't even close i mean it's tough to compete with a full roster without joel and bead we held on as long as we could but they got too much fire firepower the only takeaway that i could give you from this game is that dwight howard actually got ejected <laughs> and that would he got ejected from the clippers game and the lakers game which is pretty funny and the lakers game was mostly his fault <laughs> well not really his fault but you expect a veteran to really be more in control of his emotions and he didn't really control himself against Montrezl Harrell and he ended up getting himself ejected but the Clippers game like I'm not sure exactly why it wasn't more it wasn't as blatant as the Lakers game but he got ejected twice and if that affected I don't think that affected us mostly in the Clippers game I think we we're gonna lose regardless anyways but yeah <laughs> yeah that would be the, the recap and now we can finally talk about what really matters this week was the trade then line of course and a lot of things happened for us i mean the big deal was getting somebody to support our bench as i said numerous times before like our bench is our biggest weakness it's not like they're not talented it's just like we need solid scoring we need veteran leadership and we picked up george hill at the trade deadline we got him from oklahoma city who continues to just do great things for us <laughs> shout out to mike muscala for getting us uh tyrese maxi but yeah the thunder gave us george hill and george hill is a veteran that can shoot the three that can win games and yeah he's exactly what we need and that was a great pickup by maury but the big thing to take away from this trade is that we didn't really give up as much well we did give up stuff but not as much as i thought because i honestly thought that Tyrese Maxey, guys like Isaiah Joe, and then Paul Reed, of course, were going to be traded for somebody, but they all ended up staying, which is phenomenal. Phenomenal job by Maury. We actually ended up trading Tony Bradley and some second rounder, some something like that. But it's pretty pretty good deal. I'm not I'm not mad at it. I'm really happy with it, especially since we didn't have to give up too much. But people have to understand just everything that went down in order for this trade to happen it's pretty crazy first of all how did we even get tony bradley you have to remember that we traded zaire smith who i had high hopes for but unfortunately had like another sixers <laughs> type freak injury of course like i forgot exactly what he had but it involved him nearly dying which is, <laughs> which makes sense with their medical staff here with philadelphia <laughs> you know seems right but we traded him to, for tony bradley and at first i was really tripping about that because like i still have i still have faith in zaire smith i think he has a lot of potential he just needs a chance and maybe some time in the g league but you know that didn't work out and we traded him for tony bradley who i had no clue about i knew he played for well the pistons or something <laughs> But he was going to be like a super backup role to Dwight Howard, who was backing up Joel Embiid, which is good insurance to have. But I, I didn't really think too much of it. But fast forward later on in the season, of course, Joel Embiid, every time he doesn't play, 
Tony Bradley would come in and he was solid. He was pretty solid and he would fill in and do his do his role. But recently with Joel Embiid being hurt for an extended amount of time, he Tony Bradley really stepped up to the plate and he was absolutely phenomenal. He looked incredible. He was just touch he's touch around a basket is really great and he has good IQ and he he really played solid minutes for us at center and he was playing he's winning his games <laughs> like he beat the Warriors and he helped helped us win a couple other games without Joel Embiid and partly why our record's been so good without him like he's been great I couldn't ask for more so with him playing really well it boosted up his value and him being just a backup for Joel Embiid Maury was able to uh trade him at his peak value and he got a solid veteran George Hill and we will see how long how big of an impact that Hill trade will be but man incredible how that worked out <laughs> but it's not just us that makes trades of course other other teams have to make trades as well first of all uh who do I start with uh I will start with the Orlando Magic they actually decided to blow it up which is something that I totally agree with. Like they had, they've always been a solid team, a solid eighth or seventh, sixth spot seed. Never in the elite, elite level of teams, you know, competing for a championship. But the Magic have always just been a solid team that will compete and win games. But yeah, they they never had a chance <laughs> to put it simply. And as somebody who watched a team similar to the Magic currently. With the Doug Collins era Philadelphia 76ers, you know, Drew Holiday, Andre Iguodala, Lou Williams, uh, Thaddeus Young, Spencer Hawes, and can you believe it? Nikola Vucevic as well. He was on that team as well. And yeah, following that team, we were a good team. We competed. We advanced past the first round, due, only probably only because of Derek Rose getting hurt. But we still made it. We still made it past the first round. We took the Celtics to seven games, but that team was never gonna compete for a championship. We were always like one superstar away, and yeah, we decided Sam Hinkie came in and he blew it up. And yeah, it took a few awful seasons, but look at us. We're we're in top of the first. We're top of the East due to us tanking, and that's what the Magic are doing now. They're going on a full-on tank. Tank. They have. They did get Wendell Carter Jr. from the Bulls, who I actually like. I liked watching him on Chicago, and I think he'll be a solid pickup. But we'll see if they might flip him. <laughs> they might flip him to get more assets as well, because you know, got to build for the future. <laughs> Good move by the Magic. I, I don't know. We'll see how that works out. But now the Bulls have Zach Levine who's already great. They have a good Chicago team, but now they're pairing him up with Nikola Vucevic, who is absolutely great, who could do everything, three, post up, you know, be a solid big man. And whether or not the Bulls will be a solid East contender, we'll see, because they still got to mesh together. But personally, me, I'm not worried at all. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I mean, and he can't guard Embiid. Zach Levine, though, is, we'll see. But I don't really care. <laughs> and I think uh, Aaron Gordon went to the Nuggets, and 
I know Aaron Aaron Gordon's a good player, but I kind of forgot how good he is. But Denver is one of my favorites out west, and there's no way he can't help them just a little bit. You know, but yeah, that's that. Then the next big trade, the Rockets continue to screw us over by this time they sent Victor Oladipo to the Heat. <laughs> oh my God! Like earlier, you remember the Rockets sent Harden to the Nets, which was just oh my gosh! And now the Nets have been amazing since his acquisition. He's really helping out uh, KD and Kyrie out of Brooklyn. At, out in Brooklyn and they're just trailing us right now but yeah they decided to send Victor Oladipo to the Heat who have been playing great now that they're healthy I've always known that the Heat were just gonna pop up eventually and now they've been playing so solid and now that they add a scorer one of my favorite players in the East Victor Oladipo he's a phenomenal scorer light it up anytime and now that they have him gonna um him and his offensive firepower now we got to deal with that (laughs) and if eric spolster gets him in tune with their defense they are solid solid contenders and they will be competing for top of the east as if they weren't already (laughs) so yeah thanks to the houston rockets for screwing us over again uh really appreciate it (laughs) Next, other stuff that happened, uh, Lou Williams got sent home to Atlanta. Atlanta's not doing too well, which is really upsetting to me because Lloyd Pierce was coaching that team, and then he got fired, and they were one of the teams that I was looking forward to. But Lou Lou Williams was sent back home. I don't know why. Like, uh, I don't follow the Clippers like that. But I know that Lou Williams is a great player. He's sixth man of the year. He's solid off the bench. He's a solid scorer. So I don't know why he got they got rid of him. But they picked up a great Rajon Rondo who helped the Lakers win the championship last year and, you know, helped the Celtics back then. And he's a phenomenal veteran. And him with Ty Lue, you know, I guess he was sent there just to facilitate and to provide leadership which is always key and kind of like an underrated aspect of the game and Rondo's definitely going to provide that kind of like how Chris Paul's doing it with the Suns except Chris Paul's is Chris Paul's a lot more productive than him we'll see how that works out again next uh, JJ Reddick (laughs) on the Pelicans team got sent to Dallas which is going to be interesting for his podcast (laughs) at least we could finally get Luca on there but yeah, Luca is already phenomenal. There, I the last game that I saw Luca play, I think he hit like eight three pointers against the, the Trailblazers. So, for them to add another three point, to add three point scorer to fill in that void that Seth Curry left, which is a bad trade on their part in my opinion, and a great trade for us. But now they get one of the best shooters that I've ever seen in my life, JJ Redick. And it's going to be fun to see how they incorporate him. I think Carlisle is going to do well with him. And just another solid white guy for Mark Cuban, I guess. <laughs> but J.J. Reddick is going to be great next to Chris Stapps and Luca, And they're going to start raining threes from everywhere, man. That's going to be a crazy team to watch. I think that's a good pickup. And that ends the trade deadline. I think there's other stuff. Norm- Norman Powell from the Raptors went to the Trailblazers. 
I don't really know too much about Powell. I know he's good, but we'll see. <laughs> Finally, they conclude. Uh, there were some uh, waiver waiver pickups or something like that. Uh, I don't know if I talked about it before, but the Nets had signed Blake Griffin, uh, who got dropped from the Pistons, of course. And I don't know if he's played a game yet, but he's always been injured, so I, I didn't really care too much. But as if the Nets didn't have more help, they decided to pick up LaMarcus Aldridge, <laughs> who has always been solid, I guess, but I haven't watched him lately. But again, just another pickup for them. Solidifies their big man situation there. And yeah, now we got to deal with Kevin Durant. Um, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Blake Griffin. So that's going to be fun. But again, with every team that's playing right now, it's going to go down to who stays healthy. And yeah, it's going to be a bloodbath in the East. But yeah, congrats, Brooklyn, I guess. And lastly, Andre Drummond squeezed or slipped by the Cavs or wherever he was playing and gets picked up by the Lakers, of course. And a good pickup uh Andre Drummond looked good when I saw him I <laughs> mean she, she looked fine to me and then combine that with you know Marcus All and everybody else that's on that team they're still looking like really one of the strongest teams out west and again it just matters if everybody stays healthy at the end <laughs> so yeah I think that's it let me look at my thing yeah that's it that is all I think that was just a 20 minute episode. I don't have anything else to talk about. Oh, oh yeah, I actually do. <laughs> so the auction that I mentioned, uh, it ended last week or last Thursday. And I was originally going to pick up Seth Curry's jersey, but I figured, screw it. Since this is probably my last big purchase ever, <laughs> I decided to go all out and get Matisse Thibault's jersey. And yeah, put it bunch of money on it not too happy with it but you know for the last for the last uh for the last pickup i mean might as well go all, all out and i picked up matisse Thibel's jersey and i'm looking to pick that up soon and yeah so that is this week's ube allen podcast i'm tired i want to go to sleep i actually got done recording a song well i'm not finished with it but it's been a while since i did it but yeah, screw this week, uh, screw today. Oh yeah. Lastly, I um I was looking forward to watching the Bristol race. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since I've been looking forward for a NASCAR race, but they were gonna have a dirt race <laughs> in Bristol, Tennessee, their short track, something that I was really really looking forward to. But there happens to be a storm in Tennessee, which is flooding the area. So they postponed the race, and I think it's supposed to be tomorrow, but that's definitely not going to happen. So, yeah. Good job, NASCAR. <laughs> oh, and yeah, and lastly, uh, Oral, Oral Roberts from College Basketball. Shout out to them. Their journey, unfortunately, ended today. They, they lost by two points <laughs> against Arkansas, I think. And yeah, they came really close to making it to the Elite Eight, but it sucks. And it's just crazy, and it's one of the cool things about college basketball is that you can see, like, these small programs do amazing things like this. And 
really beat these powerhouse um, college teams that have like billions of dollars put into them. <laughs> and it's funny, like you can see like how much <laughs> teams get, how much uh, invested teams are by looking at their jerseys. Like if you look at Oral Roberts jerseys, like they got the really, really basic Nike uniforms. Like I swear they were like screen printed. <laughs> While on the other side, like, Arkansas was having, like, these stitched, um, with all the new technology, you know, <laughs> probably, like, double, triple-layered jerseys and stuff. And they almost beat them, but, yeah, shout-out to them. With that said, I'm probably not gonna watch college basketball anymore. <laughs> I don't really care. I'll probably watch women's basketball, but, yeah, I'm just ranting at this point. Uh, yeah, screw this week, screw today, screw tomorrow, screw Wednesday. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, they all suck. Um, yeah, I should get vaccinated next month, but whatever. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. It's Ube Allen Podcast. Uh, see you next week. Peace.